whoever wins the World Cup, you're just going to have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's going to be fantastic. The ticket. Hello, Tracy Holmes with you for this edition of Ticket to the Cup, and I'm really happy to introduce Matilda number 162. Servette, Uzenla, Servette, wonderful to have you. Lovely to be here, Tracy. Two World Cups that you've played in. How are you feeling about this one? Do you wish you were still playing? A little bit. <laughs> I was sitting in the crowd and I thought, oh, it'd be great to be out there. But no, no, it, look, the squad's amazing. Um, first game done. We've got the three points. Um, I was there. It was exciting. Probably didn't play up to our best, but we got the job done. And that's all we needed to do. So, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And is the reason we didn't play to our best because, you know, everyone's a bit nervous for the first game, um, unbelievable crowd, record yeah. crowd, uh, Sam Kerr not starting, Mary Fallon not used to starting, is it all that? I think all of that and then like plays with the build-up, the media, all the press, um, playing in front of 75,000, not, not wanting to disappoint, so I think all of that and look, it's okay that we weren't playing our best. It's it's the very first game. There's a long way to go. Um, so I think what's really important is that we got the win, and now we now we leave that game. We build from it, and then we look to the to the second game. And also, what was helpful was that the other two in our group playing a nil all draw, Nigeria and Canada. Very helpful. Very very helpful. Things are looking good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, a yeah. draw is good for us for sure. Tell me about hamstring strains. Oh, not hamstring no, strains. Tell me about calf, calf strains. strains. Yeah, calf strains can can take a little while. Um, you know, that's that's a muscle where you where you explode from, right? Like 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 you sprint, you jump, and 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 Sammy loves to jump. So um, yeah, look, it just depends how bad it is. I'm not saying like I don't I don't know how bad it is. Nobody does. No. It, they've kept it very quiet. It's, I was talking to history. the reporter from the New York Times. Okay. And he said, nowhere in the world would that have been kept a secret. What's wrong with your media? Why can't you get the stories? Like, how come no one knew Sam Kerr had an injury? That shows how watertight uh, this yes. injury and news around it has been. Yes, and also, like, letting other teams know that she's injured. So I think it's a bit of a mind game as well in terms of just keeping it under wraps because, again, we don't know how bad it is. Um, and just having that up our sleeve, I think, I think is a good thing. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully she's back, Tracy, because I'm just devastated for her. Um, she would have been raring to go, and all that build up and, and and excitement, and then you know, the training before you've you've done your calf. Um, so yeah, really, really disappointed for Sam. Yeah. I think in one of the World Cups you played in, I yeah. mean, did you play like every minute of that World Cup? Uh, the first one, Germany. 2011? 2011, yeah, I played every minute. Yeah. So you might not be able to answer this question though, what's it like when you're sitting on the bench? No. And you're just like, <laughs> come on, so, when, when's it going to be my turn? So in my second World Cup, I played the first opening game against the US and then I didn't play at all. Um, so I definitely know how it feels, but you're there for the team and whatever is best for the team comes first um, regardless um, and you just need to be ready when when you are called up upon 
then that's a time that you need to be ready. So, of course, every, everyone wants to play, Tracy, of course. Um, being injured, though, you you actually can't play. So at least there's that factor where Sammy's like, look, I actually can't be out there. But, oh, yeah, I mean, players are itching to get on. I mean, it's the biggest stage for football, for sure, of course, yeah. You've really got to be a team player, haven't you? Because you if you were not a team player, <laughs> you could not survive sitting on a bench. You'd, you'd pick you up do. your toys and throw them. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. And, and But, like... The great thing is, it's 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 a team sport that you win together, and you lose together. But 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 it's it's a team, and and the team comes first. So yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's 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 a great game. Um, but yeah, it's it's very hard when you're sitting on the bench for sure for players, of course. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the teams that have been playing together and playing above and beyond any expectations, with the exception perhaps of their own fans at home. And the two teams I'm talking about both performed over the weekend. Jamaica uh, really holding France. Unbelievable. Nil, nil. So they end up with a point from that. And it's far from an alarming loss for the French, but they have given up a couple of points. Jamaica claims a World Cup point for the first time. It finishes France nil, Jamaica nil. Unfortunately, Khadija Shaw, who is one of their great players, two yellow cards, so she won't be featuring in the next game. Uh, but also Haiti taking on England, and England really lucky to walk away with that 1-0 victory because Haiti were in it right throughout. And what an amazing debut at a World Cup. Haiti, on their first ever appearance at the World Cup Finals, were outstanding. They gave England plenty of problems. They had chances. They couldn't take them. There was a big save from Mary Earps late in the game, one-on-one. -on -one. England make a winning start, just. Two countries that you would think wouldn't win one game, um, and they've started. Obviously, Haiti didn't win that game, but played phenomenally. Um, and so many people who were watching it, 40,000, let's not forget that, 40,000 in Brisbane and 43,000 in fact um, and many of them thought that Haiti deserved to win that game and look and and I guess England um, being the class sort of act that they are they they were able to get the job done but um, yeah Haiti wow like and I feel like those nations play with such passion because there's nothing to lose they're they're the un underdog and so you play with that freedom so there's no real pressure and um, I think that's why France and England really kind of struggled a bit you know it's it's their very first game and that and that pressure kind of builds up and if it's nil-nil and it continues like that you know you start to get a bit nervous um, and obviously Jamaica getting that point which is excellent for them yeah their first point in World Cup history um, so we've seen some of the top teams some of those that people said ahead of the World Cup would potentially lift the cup teams like France and England we've seen the USA as well uh, some people feeling the USA was not as convincing as it might have been but they're going through a rebuilding phase as well the one thing with the Americans that you cannot discount is their self-belief I think gives them like a 50 60 70 80 percent advantage <laughs> over pretty much every other nation yeah they they just know how to win they they have this winning mentality they've won a lot as well um, and so they come with that and like you said it's very hard to beat it's like when you have that mentality it's 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 very hard to kind of break through um, and again look it's probably not their strongest yes but you can never count them out 
ever. Um, and so they will definitely be up there, I think, maybe semi-finals for sure, yeah. Well, uh, we mentioned Haiti. I want to take you now to an interview with um, a man whose name I should have got. He was one of the fans from Haiti who left the stadium and he was doing a Facebook Live post when I rudely interrupted him and said, who are you posting? Who are you talking to? Have a chat to us because what a phenomenal uh, display your team just put on. And just have a listen to what he had to say and how important this team is to their nation because their nation at the moment is fighting a crime wave, they've got political turmoil, they've got social turmoil, they've got economic turmoil, they never recovered from that 2010 disastrous uh, earthquake that killed 300,000 people, left a million people homeless, many of them still are, Um, but the passion and the drive of this team taking their name and their national flag onto the world stage is amazing. This game is a very best game. I don't know because the referee we take the penalty. Mm. The penalty is done, done is done. Yeah. The referee we take the penalty is no good for Haiti. So you're upset about the refereeing with the penalty, the second penalty. The second penalty is not good for Haiti. Okay, but are you surprised at how well Haiti did? Uh, I think so. For the next game, Haiti will win for the next game, the second and the third game. What does this team mean to Haiti, the women's football team? Uh, the team is a best way for the Haitian people now because Haiti is the country is very no good now. When Haiti play a game, it's very good for the people because when the team will uh, win a game, the people will enjoy with the game. Yes. How many people in Haiti were watching the game tonight? Uh, maybe approximately uh, 10 or 11 million people. And what, what is that percentage of the population? What? What percentage of the population? Percentage of the of the population is a uh, 75 or 80 percent. Fantastic. I hope your team does well. Thank you. Yeah, so that was phenomenal. I hope I bump into that Haiti fan one more time. And he believes Haiti can win one of the games here at the World Cup, if not two. And with 80% of the population of Haiti watching on, I'm sure they can feel that support from back home. What's it like at a World Cup, Servette? Do you feel the support from back home? How do you not read the media because you don't want to read the negatives, but get the feedback that, that you want to spur you on? I think when I was playing, I guess it wasn't, there wasn't, there was media coverage, but, but it wasn't like it is right now. So, you know, I would speak to family and friends um, and get sort of that support from them. But when it comes to the media, I never really kind of worried myself too much. Um, Oh my gosh, but we're so important. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) But, but now, I mean, I mean, it's massive now. There's so much support um so much media coverage which is great but along comes with lots of opinions um lots of spectating um so you know it would be something to manage but um as players you know football's the first thing that you have to think about first and foremost um and and manage that sort of 
there's things that you don't need to read, so you just don't read that. You know what I mean? Like you just try and manage that as best you can um, and make sure that you stick to the team. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's catch up with uh, some of the Jamaicans from last night in the mix zone uh, after their thrilling performance. And uh, just mentioning once again, unfortunately, Khadija Shaw, one of their star performers, uh, red carded for being a little overly physical. First yellow, I don't even think she deserved, honestly. My cleat, there's a, my a sock is ripped from, I think was an intentional cleat into my shin. And that should have been called first. So I think that, you know, that's something that maybe they'll look at later. And I hope they look at it. Um, but I didn't actually see it because I was concerned with my own leg. It doesn't really help you now, does it, the fact that Bunny has a red and will miss the next Yeah, game. I mean, she's our captain. So you know, that's that's a huge loss for us. I mean, she's a world-class player. She's, she's our captain. So now we, you know, like I said, we've gone through so many things, so much adversity, and one thing that we do is stick to as a, as a team. So it's going to be important for us to lift her up in this time because I know that this is her life stream to be playing in these games. So it's our job to lift her up right now and keep her motivated for um, Brazil. We're excited. I mean, the work's not done. We we can enjoy it right now. Obviously, we would have loved three points, but we'll take a point with all that we've gone through and um, move on and be ready for Panama. I think if we I think if we clean up a few things from today, obviously it was a great opponent and it was a great test. We have some things to clean up before our game against Panama, but we we're very confident going into that game. Yeah, obviously it's massive for us. You know, over the past few weeks, well, I mean, past year, we faced quite a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, together as a team, we knew that we'd stuck together behind the scenes um, and we knew we wanted to come here and, and cause upsets and, and get what we deserve out of the game because, you know, we're a good team ourselves and a lot of people put us down and say, you know, we haven't got a chance of getting out of the group, we don't have this, we don't have that. Um, but what I do know is that group of players that are in there have a lot of togetherness and, you know, we're passionate about this tournament. I think we strive off our struggle and I think um, every time we go there and play, we do it with our heart, we do it for our country and we do it for ourselves. You know, going to the game, the coach always says stay 100% concentrated and I think we just did that. We didn't shut off once and I think we just concentrate until the end. I think that's what makes our team stronger. We strive off our struggle and like what, no matter what we go through, we always say we always stick together and I think we just did that. I think cards are a part of the game. We held her head in the locker room. We told her she got it. And, you know, unfortunately, she got another one. But um, I think we got her back, and we're just going to go there and do the best we can for her. The ticket. Well, one of the other people that was in the crowd last night at that match, um, incredibly, was a young lady called Mona Amini. And she was one of the young footballers from Afghanistan that fled the country after the Taliban came in and took over. And um, unfortunately, FIFA does not recognise the women's team that is living here in Australia as refugees, uh, but they're creating new lives for themselves. But they really do want FIFA to recognise what it is they've been through, their passion for the game, and, and their belief to still want to be able to live the dreams that other women are living here at this FIFA World Cup. Let's have a listen to Mona. So Mona, uh, what did you think of that match tonight? It was outstanding it was so good yeah I, I enjoyed yeah yeah and um, what's been surprising in some of these FIFA World Cup games is that the fancied teams yes. have really struggled against teams that we don't know very much about yes it is it's true and that's why it was the same thing tonight yes. and they played very well yeah yeah of course France uh, 
uh, wins two times the World Cup. So yes. yeah, that exactly. was a, that was amazing. Yeah. Now tell me about your football career. What's happening with you playing soccer? Uh, I am playing now uh, in NPO one. Uh, for Bankstown City Lions and I'm enjoying <laughs> and I'm happy, happy so much. So tell me about how uh, life has been for you moving to Australia, coming from Afghanistan and would you like to see the Afghanistan women's team playing at a FIFA World Cup one day? I hope because uh, uh, it's my dream and it's my uh, country woman's dream to play in like World Cup FIFA women's and uh, since I came to Australia, it was too difficult for me uh, for one year. But it's been like two years I came in Sydney and it's now I have it. It's like habit for me. And I'm doing good, uh, going to school, going to soccer. That's the life. But, <laughs> but I, uh, I hope one day I can play for my national soccer team. And I hope FIFA accept our request to play again in our international uh, fields. You know, FIFA has told me that it is mandated now that if they want money, every single national country federation must also support the women. That can't happen in Afghanistan yes. the way Afghanistan is at the moment. Yes. Should FIFA recognize the women footballers who live here? Yes, exactly, because that's why we um, ran out from Afghanistan and came to uh, different countries to play again for our national team. Uh, and uh, I hope, I hope FIFA understand us and help us to play again, because Taliban doesn't want women to play soccer or education, go to uh, universities, to schools. That's why it's too hard for us. To see the another countries playing for their rights, their, uh, for their countries, but we cannot. Yes. And so, if FIFA was listening to this tonight, what would you like to say to FIFA? What would you like to say to Gianni Infantino and Fatma Samura? I would like to say, please, please support us. Don't leave us in the side. Don't forget us. We are in here with a uh, new hope with a lot of dreams uh, that FIFA can uh, go through and help us on these things. And uh, I just request and I wish FIFA um, hear about voices and uh, help us to play again for our national team. Mona, keep dreaming and I wish you all the success in making your dreams come true. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. The ticket. The ticket. Yeah, so Mona there, who's creating a new life here in Australia with a very strong message to Gianni Infantino and uh, Fatma Samura at FIFA. Let's hope they're listening to this podcast and they saw that interview on TV um, because those women really do deserve, you know, all the support that they can get. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, Servette, you can pick anyone. You can pick any one of these 700 plus players that are here pick anyone out from the crowd everyone's got a story haven't they and yeah. that's part of the beauty of a FIFA World Cup it's not just the matches and the results it's all of this stuff it's like the world coming together and, and sharing stories and moments that become highlights in your life yeah I mean look as a player um, 
you know, playing, you know, your whole life and all that build up and like the stories, the teams that you make, the teams that you don't make, the setbacks, the injuries. But then I think about my family and like their their journey through my journey and then friends and cousins and then like you said it's like everyone has a story or some sort of connection to the game whether it's knowing a player or supporting um, a, a team a country um, having a dream as a young player and following someone yeah so everyone has a story around it and when it all comes together every four years it's a very special moment for sure Three games today. We've got Germany, Morocco being played in Melbourne, Brazil and Panama in Adelaide, Italy and Argentina in Auckland. What's your pick out of that bunch? Um, I would say Germany for the win against Morocco. Um, Brazil, Panama, that that would be um, a nice entertaining match. Brazil, I think, should take the points. Italy, Argentina, I couldn't tell you. That, that'll be an interesting game to watch. Very, very football crazy, mad countries. Um, so that'll be a great, a great um, display of women's football right there, for sure. Servet Uzenla, Matilda number 162. Look forward to chatting to you on tomorrow's podcast as well. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Tracy.